0: Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and with me today is Andrew Pierce, Librarian Supervisor of Circulation Services. Today, Andrew is going to talk with us about his predictions for Emmy nominations. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you for having me on Gaston Speaks, Angelique. This is exciting. It's my first podcast, so we'll see how this goes. And um, depending on how it goes, you may never invite me back. Most likely. Okay, thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. All right, so um, I fancy myself an amateur awards fanatic, and we are within a week of the 2020 Emmy nominations. At this moment, we have no idea what the Emmys are going to look like this year. Um, With everything going on, we know that they will look incredibly different, not just in terms of the ceremony, but also in terms of the nominees and the potential surprises. I think that with everything going on in the world, with so many people stuck at home, that more shows are being viewed by voters than the normal. Um, and I wonder if we're going to see a lot of our regular favorites get bumped out of their races by upstarts that were discovered during the quarantine. The problem with that is I don't know which upstarts were discovered during the quarantine. So I will probably play it more safe than I should, because it is always better to pick those that you know have been rewarded in the past. But all this saying is that all of this is, is going in to say I don't really know what those upstarts are going to be. And and I'm going to try. We'll see. Um, The Emmys have also changed their model for a number of nominees per category. So with new streaming platforms plus cable, broadcast, premium cable, and the already established streaming sites like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu, the Television Academy wanted more flexibility in the number of nominees. So they're using the number of submissions in each category as a bellwether for the number of nominees. So they automatically bumped up the comedy and drama series to eight, and some of the acting categories, particularly the supporting drama and comedy categories, will have eight nominees because they had so many submissions that they bumped them into that next category on this this new scale that they've created. So anyway, all this is to say it'll be an incredibly unpredictable year, and yet here I am trying to predict it anyway.
0: Well, all right. Let's start with the drama series.
1: All right. So um, last year, so many shows, including Handmaid's Tale, Westworld, Stranger Things, The Crown, and others skipped the Emmys because they didn't want to have to face Game of Thrones final season, which is hilarious because it was really, really bad. (sighs) But... It, uh, it did win Best Drama Series, and it won a lot of awards. So the, I understand why they did it. So they're all back this year, and it's going to look very different than last year's nominees. Um, without that particular show just taking up so – it took so many slots, like four in Supporting Actress, three in Supporting actors. So, so a lot of those, those um, actors are gone. So everything's going to look really different this year. Um, it also makes this category incredibly competitive. So not only do you have shows returning, but you have a bunch of nominees last year like Pose, Killing Eve, Better Call Saul, Secession, Ozark, and This Is Us. You also have Big Little Lies that had a second season, which moved it from, um, from the limited series category to the drama series category. And you have a few new shows that are getting a lot of buzz as well. So when you combine all this together, it's going to be a photo finish to see who grabs those eight slots. Um, there are a few I feel pretty confident about predicting. Both Ozark and Secession should return, and right now it looks like they will probably be two of the top contenders for the win. Uh, both had incredibly strong seasons, and both did really well last year at the Emmys. They couldn't beat Game of Thrones, but they Ozark won directing over Game of Thrones and supporting actress for Julia Gardner, and Secession really shocked by winning writing. So I think both will expand their nominations this year, particularly Secession, whose second season was so much more well-received than its first. I also think Better Call Saul will return. It is a weird show when it comes to the Emmys. It is consistently nominated across major categories, and it has really shed its Breaking Bad lead-in and become a show that really stands on its own. But despite that, it oddly has never won an Emmy Award in like any category, and this is like its fifth season. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll come back. It'll be interesting to see if it finally breaks that losing streak. Um, of the returning shows, The Crown is probably the biggest contender. It had to completely reboot its entire production with an all-new cast, and despite some initial misgivings from critics, it really did turn out to be a fantastic season, and voters really love this show. Um, The last time the show aired, it shocked on nominations morning with double the expected nods, and had two surprising wins at the main ceremony for directing and for Claire Foy. So I would not discount it in terms of wins, in terms of some surprise nominations as well. The Handmaid's Tale should also return. Um, I personally think the quality just continues to dip. But even last year, where it only had a couple of episodes that were eligible, it's a weird hanging episode rule that is not worth really diving into because it's complicated, but basically it was not eligible for the top categories, but it was eligible for guest acting, directing, writing, and the tech awards. Anyway, with just a few episodes, it managed to get 11 nominations and win three, including both guest acting awards. So all this is to say, quality or not, this show is still really well liked by Emmy voters. Um, I also think that a new show and a new service, um, they're going to crash the party this year. The majority of content on the new Apple TV has been critically panned, um, but The Morning Show is the one exception. It started off slow, but as the season went on, it really built up a following. It has an amazing cast that will probably do well with nominations, and Apple is dumping just a ton of money into ads to get this thing nominated. They really want this to be the, the launch of their new TV service, and I think it will pay off. Um, there are two final slots of the eight, and these are the ones where I really have no idea what's going on. So, so I'm just going to go with two HBO productions, Big Little Lies and Westworld. Um, neither of their current seasons were critical slam dunks, but they both have star power, particularly Big Little Lies. There's so many popular names of, of actors in that show. And Westworld will most likely take over from Game of Thrones as a creative arts champion with all of those technical elements. Um, this does leave Pose out, but it didn't have too many nominations last year. And this year it was much more competition. Uh, There's just, there's so many more shows. I think it was a, it got in because there wasn't a lot there, but this year it's going to be bumped out. Um, Killing Eve was a huge hit last year, but it's season three was, was horrible. Um, I love the show, but it just was not great. And I think people will notice that, especially with so many um, other shows to pick from. And Stranger Things could return. It's been almost a year though, since it last premiered. And I'm just not hearing a lot about it. I do hope it does though, because it was a great season. This Is Us is the one that I'm really worried about not including. It's just so popular, particularly with the actors, which is the largest voting block of any of these, these branches of the Academy. But it also is an aging show, and oftentimes voters move on after a couple years, and it never got a writing or directing nod. So it's one of those that has been on the strength of its actors, and this year there are so many shows with great actors that I wonder if, it's, if they're going to start picking other things. Um, finally, I would say after, after all those is to watch out for Euphoria, It got a surprise nod at BAFTA, which is the British version of our television academy, which means it has a really large audience that's, you know, uh, international. Um, Homeland had a fantastic final season at 1.1 drama series. I think voters have moved on from it, but if they're paying attention, it was really, really good. And then I would also look out for The Mandalorian. This is, of course, the new Star Wars series, and it's the new, the one big hit really for Disney Plus, who has put a lot of money into it as well.
0: Okay, well, I've only seen two of those, so (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to drama acting categories.
1: Well, here's the deal. Now that you know all these things, you can go back and rewatch them. Um, Maybe. Maybe, okay. Okay, sure. So we'll start with Best Actor in a Drama Series. There are some old favorites that I think will still manage to make the cut. Um, Like I said, even in this unpredictable year, I'm still sticking with some that I I know people love. Um, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Jason Bateman for Ozark, and last year's winner Billy Porter for Pose. Even if Pose doesn't in, get in a drama series, Billy Porter is just so popular. Um, so last year, even though The Secession got lots of nods, it did not do well with the actors, which is really shocking considering it's, it's a really great cast. I think that will change this year. It, it's done well with SAG. It did well with Critics' Choice and The Globes. These all happened in like December, January. So I'm predicting both Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong will get in this year. Um, Both really had great seasons, and like I said, they did well at the the mid-year precursors. I think Jeremy Strong won the Critics' Choice, and Brian Cox won the Globe. Um, So they split it, which makes me think that that they both can get in. Um, And that's it. Those are the six slots, but it really concerns me because there's so many people that I'm not, that I didn't pick, that I know can get in. Milo Ventimiglia, um, who people remember as Jess from Gilmore Girls, but he's been nominated three years in a row for This Is Us. Tobias Menzies for The Crown is a possibility. Matt Smith was nominated for playing Prince Philip in season two, but it was in supporting. Um, Tobias decided to go and lead, and that may actually hurt him. Steve Carell for The Morning Show. He didn't get as great of reviews as some of the other performers, but he is Steve Carell. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who has won several surprise Emmys for The Outsider, the new uh, Stephen King HBO production. And finally, Patrick Stewart, who is getting a huge campaign push from the folks at CVS. They really want him to finally get an Emmy nomination for playing Picard. he's He's been nominated for lots of Emmys, but never for any of his Star Trek series. So um, I don't know if it'll work, but they really are pushing him so it could happen.
0: All right. What about Best Actress?
1: So Best Actress, uh, first of all, uh, you did not point out that I called it CVS instead of CBS, and that's embarrassing. I'm kidding. Anywho, we'll move on. Well, you did, and that's I'd, what matters. Well, okay. Thank you. Um, so, so this is a stat category in the Best Actress, and there are but there are five I think that are locked, and then the six is just a it's just a crapshoot, honestly. Um, you could, you probably will have last year's winner Jodie Comer, even though Killing Eve I don't think is as good of a season. It's it's kind of hard for someone who just won to be knocked out. Um, I think Elizabeth Moss will come back in. She's a previous winner for it. Olivia Coleman in The Crown definitely feels like a lock, uh, as I mentioned before. Claire Foy won for this role two years ago. Coleman is a recent Oscar winner and was nominated last year for Fleabag. She's a lot going for her. Uh, Jennifer Anson will probably return to the Emmys this year. She did win at SAG this past January for her role in the morning show. And of course is a previous winner for friends. And it's just one of those actresses that is so beloved by other actors in this industry. She, she's a superstar, but she also every once in a while turns out a really great role in this. This is definitely one of those. And finally there's Laura Linney. She's a four-time Emmy winner and all for different projects. And it's gotten rave reviews for this season of Ozark. That just leaves one slot, though. Um, and there are a lot of names that that could take it. Uh, I had at one point Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies. She won for Best Actress when it was in the limited series categories. But I just moved Viola Davis in. She has never not been nominated for this role of Annalise Keating on How to Get Away with Murder. Like one year, she dropped out of the Best Actress race, but they nominated her for Guest Actress when it was a crossover with Scandal. And then she made it right back into Best Actress the next year. This is the show's final season. It got a lot of buzz because it was the end of a very popular um, ABC show. So I I think that she's going to take that slot. But then again, you look at Sandra Oh, who was nominated for two years for Killing Eve and was nominated for years on Grey's Anatomy. Um, Zendaya, who had a incredibly shocking but also really great role in Euphoria. Reese Witherspoon has two roles this year, Big Little Lies and The Morning Show. Mandy Moore was nominated last year for This Is Us. Claire Danes, who won for this role in the first two seasons, is back for the final season of Homeland. So they are all just so many possibilities. And finally, she probably is not going to get in. But I really want voters to take notice of the good fight on CBS all Access, um, particularly Christine Baranski. She was great in in, in The Good F- Wife, when it was The Good Wife, and she got nominated many, many times in supporting. And now that she's the lead on The Good Fight, sh- she hasn't gotten any support. I honestly just think it's because it's on this this weird streaming channel that people aren't used to. But I hope that the, uh, voters notice her this year.
0: That CBS streaming channel?
1: C- C- CBS? B- B- BS. Yes. yes. All right, then,
0: Andrew, what about supporting categories?
1: Thank you, Angelique. So as I mentioned, um, all four of the supporting categories this year for comedy and drama will have eight nominees. So let's say, let's start with actress. Um, I definitely see Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown. She's playing Princess Margaret. And Vanessa Kirby got nominated for this role in season two. And she is not a household name like Carter is and and, and not a movie star like Carter is. So I I think she'll get in. Um, Julia Garner, I mentioned one last year for Ozark. So I definitely think she's back in as Ozark just continues to be more popular as it goes along. Um, Big Little Lies might not be a slam dunk across the categories this season. Like I said, I'm predicting it for drama series, but I think it's it could it could easily slip out of that race. But I would be really shocked if these voters don't nominate Meryl Streep and Laura Dern. They're both Emmy and Oscar winners, and they're just the kind of actors that get nominated for almost everything that they do. I mean, they nominated for a Golden Globe, Meryl Streep for Into the Woods, and she can't sing. So let's just remind ourselves of that. And I love Meryl, but she can't sing. Um they, but I think they'll both get in. I also think Tandy Newton will return for Westworld. She won the last time this category was eligible two years ago. It was kind of a surprising win, not for any of us who watch the show, but for a lot of folks who are Emmy watchers. Um, it was a very deserved win. But I think she'll be back. Although, by the way, if I were honoring a Westworld actress this year, it would be Tessa Thompson, who is just jaw-dropping this season. But they like to pick their favorites, and they already like Tandy. They've already given her a nomination. They'll probably give her another one. Um, I also think Ann Dow could return for the Handmaid's Tale. She won, I guess, three years ago for the first season. Um, but but like I said, I, the show's quality is really dipping. I just I think there's gonna be a year where all of a sudden there are just not as many nominations for that show. I'm not gonna predict it this year, but it it could happen. Um sarah snook for secession is an interesting one she originally was thought to be going lead she's kind of one of the three leads of that show but she decided to switch to supporting um, and i think this will really pay off she had no chance in lead with all those actresses that we mentioned but she has a much better shot here and i actually think she, especially now that there are eight nominees i definitely think she's in in the last slot i'm going with janet mcteer for ozark this show is so popular like i said and she is a previous nominee emmy nominee nominee <laughs> i'm a nominee nominee okay she's a previous emmy nominee and oscar nominee uh, that being said i think she and ann dowd are the two that really that could drop out i, I don't think that they're solid and i could see Rhea Seahorn for better call saul she's never been nominated but every year people talk about how great Rhea Seahorn is and she never gets in maybe this is the year that buzz finally gets her to a nomination i would also look out for cynthia arrivo for the outsider she did just get double oscar nominations for harriet is a Tony winner and a, a Daytime Emmy winner, so she's very popular right now. Um, Yvonne Strahovski, I'm, su- I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but that's okay, for The Handmaid's Tale, she was actually nominated for the last season that that she was eligible, but I'm not hearing a lot about her this season. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, once again, if Stranger Things turns out to be more popular than I think it is, if the buzz is still there, she was nominated for the first two seasons. And finally, um, if The Morning Show is really popular, I really hope that the voters look for Gugu Mbatha-Raw, um, she's just a great actress, and apparently she really steals a lot of scenes in that show. Um, so for supporting actor, I feel really solid about five of the eight nods. Like I said, there's a lot of unpredictability, so even those five might end up being wrong, but whatever. Uh, Jonathan Banks, who is a perennial nominee for Better Call Saul, who never seems to win, but he's always there. I think he was also nominated for um, Breaking Bad in, in that role. Um, Billy Crudup, I think, will get in for the morning show. He got a SAG nod this year, and he won the Critics' Choice. Uh, multiple winner bradley whitford also feels like a lot oh, a lock um, he won last year in guest for this exact same role in the handmaid's tale this season he has too many episodes so he is now in supporting he also won this category back in the the day for uh, the west wing so he's very popular um, another name that i think we'll see is tom pelfrey for ozark this is not a household name by any means but ozark as i mentioned now several times is definitely on the rise and almost every review of this new season has his name as a highlight Plus, Netflix released that it had massive streaming numbers for the show, and when a show like that is seen by so many, it helps those folks down the ballot. Um, and he's the only actor for Ozark in this category that even got submitted. Um, it's a long shot, but I just keep hearing his name over and over again, so I, th- I think he's going to be in. Um, once again, we're talking about Secession, and and Kieran Culkin feels solid. He was nominated for the Golden Globe the last two years, uh, and so I think that, that as Secession really builds its Emmy presence, I think he gets in. The other one is Matthew McFadden. I think he feels less safe. He is good on the show, and his secession has a big year he's in, but he's just not as as big of a, of a star or a, as big of a presence. Um, I am predicting him, but I'm not solid on that. And then the last two slots I really feel like are just, I have no idea. But I'm, I'm going to go with two guys. One is Josh O'Connor for The Crown. He plays Prince Charles. He is actually really, really great this season, and he has this burgeoning film career. He's done a lot of great roles. He's one of those, he's on the Durrells in Corfu. He has a new movie out um, with with Annette Bening and Bill Nighy. He's just a name you're going to hear a lot. And like I said, last last time that the show was eligible, they went for names like Vanessa Kirby, who's not a household name, but they just really love the crown. And then finally, I'm going with Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul. He was nominated last year for his role as Gus, um, which is an iconic character in the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul world. Um, This season, he didn't have as much to do, but he is a favorite and not knowing what they're going to do, I'm just going to go with they'll see his name on a ballot and they'll nominate him again. Um, and they do love the show. But I still would not count out, there's a lot of names of recent nominees that are all coming back for the same role. So Mandy Patinkin, Homeland, David Harbour, Stranger Things, Jeffrey Wright, Ned Harris for Westworld, although neither of them had a great season, Joseph Fiennes for The Handmaid's Tale, and Chris Sullivan for This Is Us. Like I said, they've all been recently nominated, and obviously they're well-liked by these this voting body. So one of their one of their names could be mentioned instead of one of these other guys easily.
0: Okay, so let's move on to comedy series *Amenes*.
1: Amenes, Amenes, the the Omanese for comedy series. Help me. Okay. Anyway, so sure. So comedy series is a battle between the Emmy favorite and then the upstart in its final season. So this is it's no secret, at least to us, and now it's not to you. Angelique and I are huge fans of *Shit's Creek.
0: Absolutely.
1: By the way, that is spelled S C H I T T. So it's not a bad word. Um, it's a name of a character, right? Last name and then the name of the town, Shits Creek. It is an awesome, small comedian. Canad- comedian. Comedians. Comedian. Comedian. This is, this is not going well. That's a well.
0: Canadian comedy for you. <laughs> yeah. comedian. comedian.
1: yes. Oh, help us. Once again, help us. Anyway, uh, it is a small Canadian comedy that played on a small cable channel called Pop TV, which I think used to be TV Guide. Um, but last year it hit Netflix in its fifth season and suddenly Emmy voters were in love. I don't think the Emmy voters realize that it's not a Netflix show. <laughs> I think they think it's a Netflix. They don't realize, they don't know what pop TV is. Pop
0: TV in the audience, just sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, pop TV did pick up, uh, one day at a time, the reboot that Netflix canceled. So they are trying to build their, their repertoire of great comedies. But um, it doesn't matter whether they think it's pop TV or Netflix. Um, in its fifth season, it all of a sudden got nominated for comedy series and then actor and actress. And I think this year it's going to explode. This last season was so well received and it was so funny. And it really went from being kind of the quirky underdog comedy to being just this massive hit um but it's going up against the marvelous mrs Maisel. now this i love Maisel too i was i'm a huge amy sherman paladina fan um and it is beloved by voters it has won double digit has had double digit emmy wins in its first two seasons and it really does well in the craft categories as well as like the acting directing writing and it's one of those shows one of those few comedies that actually really does well across the board like god loves Shits creek and 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 you know, some of these other shows, but none of them are considered like big technical achievements. You know, comedies really aren't seen that way. And, um, but last year, last year, uh, Maisel did lose to Fleabag, um, which kind of like Shit's Creek was the upstart that had the zeitgeist appeal. I think they are the top two for the win. And I think that depending on how well Shit's Creek does in terms of nominations, like does he get a directing nod, a writing nod, some tech nods, it could overcome like Fleabag did last year. We'll see. We'll see. I'm rooting for it. I know you are. Um, We'll be rooting for it. So beyond those six, um, this is not the most competitive category. Beyond those six, there's only mentioned two. I did not write this well. Beyond those two, uh, this is not the most competitive category this year. But it is competitive in terms of like, it's not competitive in terms of there aren't a lot of traditionally Emmy-friendly shows. So like Veep and Fleabag had their last seasons last year, so they're not coming back. And then a lot of the shows like Atlanta, Russian Doll, and Barry that have done well in recent years. Um, their seasons were delayed. So I actually think there are some really great series that are finally going to get some recognition because a lot of these old favorites are not in the mix this year. But if you were to ask people who kind of follow this this stuff, they would say it's a weak year. Like I said, I, I'm for example, I'm currently predicting in my sixth, seventh, and eighth slots, um, three shows, Insecure, Better Things, and Rami, that in most years might score a nomination here or there. but are usually way too small and way too niche to get into that bigger race. And this is perfectly okay with me, because I don't think these are weak shows, particularly Insecure and Better Things, which I think are just two of the best comedy series on television. Um, I'm so happy that they might finally be able to get some recognition. So in between those kind of two poles of the the locks and then these upsets, I have Curb Your Enthusiasm, which gets nominated every time, and I don't know why. Um, And then The Good Place, which is another show we love, uh, which has been nominated the last two years and also had a final season this year, which was an excellent final season. And it's kind of one of the last standouts for um, broadcast television. It's an NBC show. I think it will do well. And that one, that one could win. It could, it could be a surprise. It is, good. It is such a good show. That one would not disappoint. That last me.
0: episode, I, I cried. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> and it's not a show that makes you cry. Just so no. you know, like that's how that's how good it was. Um, I think Netflix is a dead to me. whose second season just got much better reviews and, and much bigger audience um, than its first season. It was one of those. The first season. I wasn't even sure it was going to be renewed, and then it just came back really strong. And I think it will get that last slot. It's got enough support. Um, So beyond those eight, I would pay attention to Hulu's The Great, which was recently renewed and got great reviews. And it's from the screenwriters of um, The Favorite, which was the huge Oscar contender a couple years ago. The final season of Modern Family, um, that show has not been great in years, but the final season, they really did nail it. And at one point in time, Modern Family was one of those shows that just got nominated for everything. Um, so I could see them for a nostalgic factor going back to that favorite show of theirs. Um, and then HBO's Run and Netflix's Space Force. These are both shows that were canceled after, well, I think Netflix was, excuse me, I think Space Force was renewed. Um, Run was canceled after one season. And neither of them were really well received, but the names that are involved with those shows. So like Run has Phoebe waller bridge and Emmy favorite Merritt Weaver. Uh, Space Force is, are the folks that brought you The Office. It had a cast of John Malkovich and Steve Carell and Lisa Kudrow. So even though they're not the best series in the world, if people are looking at those names on a ballot, they might decide to vote for it. Unfortunately, because they were really bad. Blackish is a is a great series from ABC. I think that it could get in. It, it actually got in a couple years in comedy series. It dropped out last year. There were a lot of series, um, but but it might they might go back to it. It's had a great season. That would be really nice.
0: All right. So how about acting races for comedy? Okay.
1: So um, comedy actor has just been one of the dullest races that I have ever witnessed uh, for years. And years. it's never exciting to me. Uh, but this year we will have a new win- winner because uh, Bill Hader is out because Barry's third season was has not aired. And he did win last year. So that's exciting, I guess. Uh, the other five guys are still eligible. And I feel confident. Michael Douglas will probably get back in for the Kaminsky Method. Don Cheadle for Black Monday. Black Monday is not it's not going to get any nominations anywhere, but they nominate Don Cheadle for everything because he really is just awesome. And and, and actually, Black Monday is a pretty good show. I wish people more people would watch it. Uh, Ted Danson for The Good Place, and and Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, and I think it's between those two guys. Uh, These two veteran, beloved actors for these really, really great quirky shows. It's nice to see them have kind of these late career surges. And then um, I did. I think Anthony Anderson, unfortunately, is going to drop out. I did mention, of course, that Blackish dropped out of comedy series last year. Now, if if Blackish can get back into comedy series, I think they'll bring Anderson back with them, and I hope they do. It's a great show. But I think this year, Larry David's going to get back in for Kirby Enthusiasm. He literally plays himself. That's all I have to say about that. If, if any Emmy voters are, don't vote for him. Uh, I'm kidding. And then uh, I think the last slot's going to go for Rami Youssef. For Rami, he won the Golden Globe this year. It was really funny. When he got up there, people were clapping, but they clearly had no idea who he was. And so he even said, he's like, y'all have never seen this show. Don't worry. But this year, this season actually had Mahersha Ali in it. And Hulu kind of took that win of the Golden Globe and started to push it, and I think it could be one of those that people finally sat down and watched, hopefully, because it's a it's a good show as well. On the other end, so so if comedy actors dull, comedy actress is so many people that it, it could have ten slots in my opinion, and you still probably wouldn't cover all the great um, performers. So last year there are three returning from last year: Rachel Brosnahan for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, katherine O'Hara for Shit's Creek. Who should win? She's fantastic. And Christina Applegate for Dead to Me. And I think that they're all going to be nominated again this year. And honestly, I think that the Emmy win's going to be a, among one of these three uh, women. They're all very well liked by voters. Um, but the other three slots, slots—Julie Lee dreyfus Natasha Leone, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are all open. So this year, it will look a lot different. I think previous nominees, Issa Rae and Pamela Adlon, will get back in and benefit from the renewed conversation about their shows and securing better things, respectively, kind of along with the lines of if the shows get in, then, then the stars will get in. I also think for the last slot, I'm going with Applegate's co-star, Linda Cardellini. She's a previous nominee herself. And as the show, like I said, the show in the second season really just took off. Um, and and she's very good. Uh, Christy Applegate's a really, she's won several Emmys, so she's kind of the bigger name. But I think Cardellini can get that sixth slot. Um, so beyond that, though, there are so many... You have previous nominees and winners. You have really great new performances. Things like Tressie Ellis for Blackish, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie, Elle Fanning for The Great, Allison Janney for Mom. She's one, I think, supporting and lead for that show. Merritt Weaver for Run. Um, there's a newcomer, Jane Le- Levy, for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is NBC's big new big musical gamble. Um, and Zoe Kravitz for High Fidelity, who also has a prominent role in Big Little Lies. So. There's just a lot of names on that ballot, and and I'm not even, I mean, I could keep going with with names of so many talented people who who could get in, um, and so I, I kind of expect uh, an upset this year. So for the supporting categories, once again, there'll be a whopping eight nominees. Actually, supporting actress has had eight nominees several times in recent years, which is probably why they decided to just go ahead and bump them up. Um, so supporting actor, there are actually a uh, four slots that are going to be different this year so there were three actors nominated from Barry last year as well as Tony Hale from Veep and of course they're not returning um, you do have last year's winner Tony Shaloub for Maisel and I think he'll be joined by Sterling K. Brown who is beloved like I said I think he's going to get in again for This Is Us and um, he has a really great role this year in Maisel and I also am going to predict um, Alan Arkin for The Kaminsky Method he, he was nominated last year and, and he's, he's Oscar-winning legend. Um, I'm also going to predict Kenan Thompson to get back in for SNL. He missed last year, but that's because there were so many Barry actors that they nominated. But I think he'll get back in. I also think Louis Anderson will return. He actually won for his role in Baskets really early on in the series. And then he kind of dropped out. But because there's so many slots this year, um, I think that he's popular enough to return. Um, I mentioned Mahershala Ali, and he is really, really well-liked. He just got nominated last year for True Detective. He recently won his second Oscar. I think he'll take a slot. Um, he kind of has that prestige, like we talked about with Meryl Streep and Laura Dern. He's very attractive to voters. He looks good on a ballot because he's just such a well-respected actor. Um, and then the, the biggest newcomer to this race, hopefully, will be Dan Levy for Schitt's Creek. Ooh, David. I'm sure he gets that reference. No one else will. But anywho, uh, he's, he's actually a showrunner. He, he wrote, I think even directed some of the episodes of Schitt's Creek. And uh, he has a really great season as, as David on the show. And so I think, I think he's going to get in. Um, the final slot I've been holding out for Michael Zegan. He's on Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. I just thought that finally he's he's the only major cast member that has yet to get a nomination for that show. Maybe this is the year he gets in. But I actually recently switched to James Marsden for Dead to Me. I actually started watching the show. Apparently he is, he is so funny and it's very memorable. And like I said, the show's on the rise. So I, I definitely see a potential for an upset there, especially if voters really do like the show. So those are the eight that I'm going with. I would love to see Noah Reed Patrick get in for Shit's Creek. He actually had a great episode this season uh, where he David forces him to get a tan before a photo shoot, and because normally he's like the, you know, the calming force for David. But he it was so funny. It was so, he got so mad, and it kind of really showed that he's he's actually a very funny uh, Canadian actor and singer, by the way. If he does get in, it'll be one of those those nominations that kind of shows that Shit's Creek is really really popular. If they really, really love this show, they'll make room for it the way they did for, like, Fleabag last year. Um, I would also look out for the Modern Family guys, the four guys who got in years and years and years. They could come back. Nicholas Holt for The Great's really good. And then there's just a lot of supporting guys, from things like The Good Place, SNL, maybe even Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Probably not, but I would love to see Brooklyn Nine-Nine get something. It's a great show. All right, so our final category that we are going to discuss is supporting actress in a comedy series. This category actually had eight nominees last year, like I said it's had eight nominees several years there's a lot of great actors in this race but four of them are not returning so there's a lot of a lot of room for new new folks um the other four maren hinkle and alex borstein for mazel kate mckinnon for snl i think they'll be back betty gilpin for glow glow had like one good season at the emmys and then it kind of dropped off but betty gilpin keeps getting nominated they must like her i think jane lynch is going to get in Uh, she was actually she won this category in guests kind of like bradley whitford and then this year, she's in so many episodes, that they're going to bump her up to supporting. And she is one of those. She's become a perennial favorite. She has gotten 12 nominations and five wins in just 10 years. So she's one of those that they see her name on a ballot. They're going to they're gonna check her off. And she's actually really good in the show, too. So I, I feel confident about her continuing her streak at the Emmys. And then the last three slots, I'm saving for newcomers. The first one is Darcy Carden who should have been nominated last year for that great Janet's episode oh, where they go into yet. her mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. She didn't get nominated, but I have this I was, I was I'm, I'm maybe I'm crazy, but I'm convinced she was the ninth slot. And this year with all those those four slots gone, I think she's finally going to get in. I hope she does. And then finally, and this one's really I'm happy to say, I think that both Andy Murphy and Emily Hampshire are going to get in for Shits Creek. Murphy's definitely getting in cuz she's she's hilarious. Gosh, she's hilarious. So funny. She's a little bit Alexis. Um, Alexis. Another I love Alexis. Um, just, she really is. But I actually think Hampshire, the, the, I think she's kind of the underrated as Stevie, but she she actually had a great season the season before where she had the uh, cabaret episode. Yeah,
0: that was so good.
1: And she sings. But I still think, I, I think they're going to love the show so much that she's going to get in. And so, but if one of those three, because I think one of those three are, they're the most vulnerable, unfortunately. Rita Marino for One Day at a Time could get in. Ad Bryant for SNL has been nominated before. And then the one that I think really could break through, her name's Yvonne Orji and she's a comedian and she's she's in the cast of Insecure. She had a huge um, HBO comedy special that came out right in the middle of voting. And so that might help her get in, especially as Insecure, I think, is going to um, have a really good year. All right. Well, um, that concludes our predictions today. Nominations will be released bright and early next Tuesday, July 28th. And the Emmys will be in September. We do not know you know, uh, like I said, how the, those Emmys are going to look, but we will do a winner's prediction podcast as we get closer, unless Anjali kills me, because it's going to take too long to edit this. Also remember, because this is a library podcast, that we a lot of these series are available on DVD at the library. So if you heard any of these that you thought, hmm, I might want to try them out, see if we have them. We also have Hoopla. It's a great digital service that has some television series on it as well. We are, st- are still running our curbside service at the main library at, as well as our Belmont, BC at BC, Cherival, Tech at Lowell, and Union Road locations. You can call any of these locations at the seven appointment time and pick up any of our physical your physical items that you'd like to, including many of these award-winning shows via curbside. So unfortunately our Mount Holly, Stanley and Dallas, and Ferguson branches are still under construction, but that's actually a good thing because that means that they will look really pretty when they open back up. And also I wanted to give a shout out to our YouTube page, staff from across our different locations are doing really creative programming in the middle of all this shutdown uh, for all different age groups. So check out our YouTube page and and check out all those those neat videos. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Andrew, for your very thorough Emmy predictions. Very thorough. Uh And thank you everyone for listening.